0: Get ready to receive all that we have for you today on Empower to Empower Others. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. This is your host, Valerie Burrell. I am super excited. I I know, y'all, I've just come out the gate like Zoom. Okay, let me calm down. Let me calm down a little bit. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Empower to Empower Others. As stated before, this is your host, Valerie Burrell, and I am so grateful to be with you all live this week with a special guest, a superpower. That's what Gina is. Gina, you're a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me like <laughs> a superpower. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to some present to others, Lady Gina Whitaker-Cannon, Gina um, doesn't know this, but I have watched her from a distance for about five years. Wow. I've watched her for, from a distance. I've actually been in her presence several times when she was singing, when there were special events going on up at the church. I, I've been in her presence, never felt led to engage, never felt led to, hey, girl, none of that, just watched from a distance. And uh, through through God's time and his planning, he brought Gina and I together in the same place, same time. Last month, Gina, was it? Last month?
1: Yep, last month. Yep. Last
0: month. He put us in the same place at the same time, except for when we're shopping and bidding on some of the same stuff. <laughs> Right. And I was like, Gina don't need that. And Gina was probably saying, we don't need that. Um, but I passed cross yes. through Lally Wilders and Bless for Less Boutique. And as I stated, God brought us together in the same place at the same time to, to just connect. And even that day, we didn't have a long conversation. We exchanged a few things. She got books. We exchanged a few words again. She did what she had to do, and she went about her way. But it was something about her, it was something about that superpower that connected with me. And, you know, yeah. I'm I'm real funny. I, my people will tell you, Gina, I'm a little funny when it comes to people. Or I I am. I really am a little funny when it comes to people because <laughs> I'm just a little funny. I don't connect with everybody. <laughs> I don't. And I don't have a problem with stating. I don't. That's just who I am, mm-hmm. and that's how I do. But mm-hmm. Gina connected with me, and I'm so grateful for it. She is a unique gift to the body of Christ, and, and that is true. Um, she encourages. She empowers. She inspires. Um, she, her background includes extensive travel as an actress with theater and company. She's a trained vocalist, a wedding coordinator, a Christian comic, and workshop facilitator. I'd love to hear that Christian comic in you. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, (laughs) She is founder of GWC Ministries in Richmond, Virginia, where the mission of the ministry is to encourage women to know that we may have been bruised, but we're not broken. And y'all who know me know that I'm all all about that with Empowerment Place
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: started out solely for women. Where We don't have to look like what we've been through. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt that um, Gina could wear E2EO logo anywhere because she, too, is empowered to empower others. So, Lady Gina, I thank you for being with us today. I thank you. I thank you for being with us today. We don't have a script, y'all. And I'm grateful for all of you all who are on the line on tonight. Um, if you have a question or a comment at any time, certainly press one and be patient. I can bring you into the room and you can ask your question. But Lady Gina, let me just start with this because many times we have gone through things in life that have empowered us to be able to empower and inspire others. When did you know, without a shadow of a doubt that this was a part of your assignment that you definitely been empowered? Okay, I lost
1: Gina, y'all. <laughs> Could they come to my house? High... Oh, yeah, yes. I'm, hey. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's okay. Right. So Go ahead. Had, Go ahead. Uh, there were, okay, there were times um, when I was growing up in school I, I encountered a lot of people with a lot of issues. I don't know why that became my plight. And I would often take people home. My mother would tell you. I was like, come." my mother will let you come. Um, and they'd come, and she was like, why are they here? I'm like, well, they didn't have anywhere else to go. But why are they here? But I've always had a need to reach out and help other people. Um, I always felt like it was the place to come was my house and my parents could make it happen. Um, that was always the case as far as I'm concerned. I don't think I went about it the right way. But when I realized that a lot of people came to me for advice, for um, my opinion on things, I felt, well, I began to see that I had a great influence, and I had a following when I wasn't looking for one. And Mm. I said, I can make this work, so let me do comedy. That's where I went, to comedy. And I started doing comedy, but it was not clean comedy, amen, and I was just kind of making people laugh, so I had an audience there. It was later on in life when I answered my call to ministry. I realized it wasn't about pastoring a church or pastoring people. Or My ministry was about serving others and helping others in any way that I could. And so I started asking God, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and then God began to show me my life, what I'd been through and how I managed to maneuver through so many things that nobody can look. listen. You don't look like what you've been through. I am the example of that. And so when I was able to use those things and lose my embarrassment because I was embarrassed, but once I got through that embarrassing moment, I was able to move forward and I just Everything just started falling like dominoes. I never really planned for any of this. It just happened, and all of a sudden, boom, there were people who genuinely followed, um, loved me, cared about me, and were very encouraging. And it helped make my road very easy for what God called me to do.
0: Uh, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. You said something. That that I find is challenging for many people in this hour. Uh, You drop Mm -hmm. the embarrassment. You drop the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. One thing that I notice about people is that pride will often get in the way and Mm -hmm. they will be so prideful that they will carry the hurt, the pain, the Mm -hmm. discomfort of life. They will be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: imprisoned by their own doing and not desire change. Can you speak right. to what that was like with dropping the embarrassment to maybe encourage somebody? Because I can imagine that there's somebody listening to us right now that's going through something that they, they're they ashamed to tell. Right. How did you get past that? Because I, I got stories too, Lord have mercy, of things mm-hmm. that I tell people now. You know, you read my books, you read my life. Because yeah. I I allowed my pain to be a part of me releasing and operating in purpose. But how was that for you, that you could drop the shame and and rid yourself of, of any form of embarrassment to move forward?
1: I had to really, really have a serious conversation with Gina, realizing or trying to come to the realization, what do I want to look like? What do I want? to appear to be to people, living the majority of my life as a people pleaser in every mm. meaning of it. I was so accustomed to what people, you know, making sure whatever people would think about me was good. and I wanted everybody to like me and everybody to think that I was this and I was that when I really wanted none of that. But I wanted them to think it, and as long as they thought it, hey, it worked, it worked for me. Well, when I got to the point of realizing that transparency was key in my ministry, it came because I notice a lot of people teach, um, lecture, do retreats and workshops, write books, do all this stuff based on what they heard or what they've studied, but I wonder what they lived. Uh-huh. And I wondered if my life can be a living testimony for someone as opposed to just me talking noise for somebody to hear something that was entertaining. But, you know, for somebody to be able to look and say, she went through all of that and she can do that. And because I saw so many people that looked like me, what I looked like, uh-huh. I said, uh-uh. These people need help. People need help. People need to know that it's okay to open your mouth and speak your truth so that you don't wallow in that self-pity, so that you don't miss opportunities because you're so afraid of what somebody will think about you. Because Uh the the important thing is the end result after you have shared and you have sown into the lives of others and said, what it is that you feel, how you feel, why you feel that way. Don't worry about that because the example will be when someone has literally listened to you and said, oh, that's me too, and realizing Uh they can do it. That's what's important. Yeah, And that's what made it important to me to begin to just talk through it, just share it. It's Uh okay. And also I want to share this. I had to go to counseling. Somebody thinks that's a bad word. It's not. Go. To, I had to go to counseling, and I had a very capable mm-hmm. counselor who was able to forget the fact that we were there and she may have known anything about me and helped me to get to a point that I was able to face my truth Ooh. and concern myself with what I needed to do because what was I doing? Somebody hear me. What I was doing hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So I was walking around passing out a whole lot of wounds with no band-aids. I ain't having, no, uh-huh. I ain't having enough to give.
0: But I had uh-huh. to realize,
1: let me let me get myself together too. And am I all the way together? No, not yet. <laughs> and I just say not yet because I believe it will happen. Yes. But I'm still a work in progress. But in the midst, I'm willing to share with you my stuff so I can help you to come, so we can go together. I don't want to go, and it's too many folks to be trying to pull. I'll pull a but some of y'all come on go with me now. Let me tell you what I'm working through. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am, you know, willing to help in whatever way and share my story so that it can help other people to get to where they need to be or at least start the process.
0: Wow, that, that's good stuff. And, and thank you for um, plugging in that thing about counselors uh, because mm-hmm. – For those who don't know, I'm a licensed clinical pastoral counselor Mm -hmm. with National Christian Counseling Association. And, um, you know, I I have had times when, you know, like when the pandemic first started, I posted that, you know, anybody that was a a first responder or an educator, Mm -hmm. like I was given free sessions. I posted it out there, hey, if you need a free conversation, give me a call. And I only have one person out of all the hundreds of thousands of people that have been affected at that point. One person Mm -hmm. contacted me, and it was like pulling teeth for them to just admit I'm struggling. (laughs) It it was like really pulling teeth to get them to admit. And so I appreciate Mm you sharing Mm -hmm. to our listening audience tonight that when you are going through life, Mm-hmm. You're not alone. I posted that today that you are not alone. I know a lot of times we feel like we're in it, nobody understands, but trust and believe you're not alone. Mm-hmm. What you're going through right now, others have also faced. So be willing to get over yourself. Hear me clear. Okay. Get over yourself and get the help you need. Yeah. Yeah. Get the help you need. Definitely. Regina, yep, Yes, get the help you need. Um, and do it for yourself. Don't do it for nobody else. Do it for yourself first. Right. Do it for yourself first. Right. Do it for yourself first. Now, Gina, you are, uh, uh, you've are you done some acting, and you've got a voice like an angel. What are you oh, going to do with sure that? that. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that piece? Like, <laughs> is there something in the work for Gina Cannon, the voice? <laughs>
1: You know, I don't know. And, and the acting, I really miss it. Um, and it was funny when I, the first, I had people to come to see me and plays. And one guy said to me who I, well, he was, he was a friend of mine. And he said to me, now you were okay, but I just think you need to sing. You need to leave acting alone. And it almost just blew me that he said that to me. And I was like, Everybody else says I'm good. That's why you <laughs> said that? And I struggled.
0: I was uh-huh. that.
1: that was that important to me that one person said that to me, and he was not anyone significant,
2: just somebody mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. And it
1: made me kind of back away from the acting. I literally that's that's where how far my people pleasing goes. That wow. I backed away from it, and um, the singing is just always a part of me. I find myself singing all the time, but I'm I'm very willing to give up that space for the next person. And I try. I wish I had done more when I was younger with my voice, but I did not. I was so busy doing other stuff I couldn't fit all of it in. And I try to push anyone else who I hear they and I feel like they have a gift. I try to push them to use it. I have a sister. She's ten years younger than I am, who has a gorgeous voice and I try to push her in other places. You wanna do this? Somebody needed me. But do you want to do this? And she lives out of town right now, but once she gets back, oh she's on the books. I'm just saying uh-huh. my sister George mm-hmm. can do it. My sister you know, because I don't want her to lose maybe what I could have done. I want it mm-hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood, you know. But um I don't know. I sing still now for funerals and weddings and people call me to sing and I'm just like my voice not what it used to be but I, I just go ahead and use it to the glory of God I go mm-hmm. ahead and use it anyway so
0: yeah wow this uh, listeners I want you to have a commercial break and we'll be right back if you got questions or comments for Lady Gina Cannon I want you to have those ready when we come back in just a moment Do you have a flair for fashion but don't have the finances to meet that need? Maybe you're somebody who has an event coming up and you want to look just right. Oh, wait a minute. We're quarantined. Maybe we're going to look good for a Zoom meeting. Whatever the case, Blessed for Less Boutique and Blessed Styles is ready to serve you. The owner, Lottie Wallace, is phenomenal in putting together great looks at reasonable prices. Bless for Less Boutique, a one of a kind boutique, is located at 5740 Brook Road in Richmond, Virginia. Find Bless for Less Boutique and Bless Styles on Facebook or the owner, Lottie Wallace. She has online shopping and shipping is available. Again, Bless for Less Boutique and Bless Styles is ready to serve you today. Yes, they are. Uh, we can testify. Gina, can we testify? <laughs> we can testify. We can testify. <laughs> we can testify. Uh, please go and, and support Bless Bless Boutique Lottie Wallace. Yes. She's a phenomenal. Yes. Um, phenomenal woman, phenomenal gift to the kingdom. Um, let me ask you this, Gina, because you empower, you inspire, you encourage. Have you ever had to deal with doubt within yourself?
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. Oh, boy. So, huh. I guess I guess I would say that because I I quest, I used to question myself a lot about decisions that I made with regards to ministry. What I would do how I would do it, when I would do it, why am I doing this, and I would stop before making a move. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying, you know, and seeking God on before making moves. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about doubting myself and what I was able to do and feeling, um, feeling challenged and almost like I was not as good as the next person. So do I want to do this in front of all of these people, or do I want to back off and let them get somebody else? I I went through that, feeling insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people are insecure. They don't admit to it, but I own my insecurity. It's not in all things, but I can pinpoint where it is. And I don't know that it's something that you ever really get over, but I believe you can learn to manage it. So that you won't be the odd one out, because you can mm-hmm. miss out on the, on your gifts, your get the gifts that God has blessed you with, and you're not using them because you're insecurity about somebody else. So I had this thing um, when I started preaching that, you know, I didn't want to sound like my daddy. I didn't want to sound like a man preaching. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sound, I wanted to keep my femininity, because there's a stigma a lot of times that I would hear people say about female preachers and I that, I was like I don't, don't want to be that I want to still be feminine I want to represent God in a, the feminine posture and I can do this but there were times that I was put on platforms where I really had to <laughs> pray my way through and uh-huh. push through because I felt like the next person was better same thing when I'm among female preachers I still kind of would look around and I said I used to now I just do what it is that God called me to do. Uh-huh. And it is what it is. I'm a different a different kind of preacher and I'm not I don't do like everybody else. I might have three points. I might not. I might just uh-huh. talk. I love illustrations. I love for people my my whole aim is for life application to take place. Easily. Everybody mm-hmm. believe and not just say, oh, she preached. What she said, I don't know, but she preached. Uh-uh. I want you to know what I said from the beginning to the end. And I believe from zero to 100, everybody can take something away when I preach. That is my aim. And I'm, I always think think about that and try to make sure that I do that. And once I started doing that, and if a one person comes and says it was good or they enjoyed it, I'm like, well, to God be the glory. You know, I never say thank you, thank you, because it's not me. And mm-hmm. when I pray the prayer at the beginning, Lord, hide me behind the cross, that your people might see none of me but all of you. I mean that. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying thank you. I'm saying, well, to God be the girl, bless you. You know, I keep it like that. And it's not being deep. It's being truth. Because yeah, I know yeah. it's nobody but the Lord that, that gets me through that stuff, because that's what I told God. I can't write no sermon.
0: Lord, what am I going to do? <laughs>
1: God has come through each and every time God has come through. And it's amazing to me. And so my insecurity almost backs back like, okay, okay, with hands up. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to leave you alone. So I I had to get pushed through that stuff. And now it's like it just comes natural. Still staying prayed up, but it's a natural thing. It's almost like I was born to do this.
0: Yeah. I, I, someone just messaged me, and, and you made the statement about, and they said, imagine mm-hmm. our greatness if we put the emphasis more on what God said about us versus what man said. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You know, where is yeah. the emphasis? Where is the emphasis? Mm-hmm. Again, we're grateful mm-hmm. to the callers who are on the line with us this evening. If there is a question or a comment that you have for Lady Gina, you can press one, and I can bring you live. Um. Wow! Wow! I, I I can appreciate you stating that you're not like others, uh, and that might be why we connected the way that we did. Because I'm not either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just I'm just not. And yeah, I'm not. And I I stand right by myself. You don't have to agree with what
1: I'm saying. You know, I don't need an audience for people to say, "Yep, that's right." And as soon as somebody says, "I'm a benefit of the doubt person,"
0: So Mm -hmm. I'm always
1: giving somebody benefit the doubt. And I've even had this people say, oh, the way she treated you and the way I'm like, it's okay. I'm good.
2: Mm -hmm. It's fine.
1: Let her go ahead. Let him go. I am good. They've got to deal with that. You know, be still. God will fight your battles if you just be still. I believe that.
0: Yeah, amen. And so in
1: order for me to to show that I believe it, I got to walk in it. I can't be back and forth. So I'm am fine with that. I'm still going to give you the benefit of the doubt in every situation because I know God has had to give it to me so many times. Right,
2: right. So
0: and yeah, and when we are strengthened of Him, uh, we have we mm-hmm. can easily we can easily um, get past people. We have a caller, um, area code two six seven. The last eight. Um, excuse me. The last four or five eight two one.
2: You're live. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Apostle. Good evening, Hi. Lady Gina. Good evening. I was I call I was just calling to say it sounds like you um singing my story, and I appreciate that you you talked about how challenging it was, um, looking at other people and um, mm-hmm. presenting yourself as yourself as a lady because I too mm-hmm. found that um. Challenge, you know, you look around to the, the preachers that are around you and how they present themselves, and you feel like you come up short. But it, it took mm-hmm. me a long time to realize that God made me different. He made all of us different for a specific mm-hmm. reason. And for so those that we were going to um, be effective and be able to speak into them, the Lord knew exactly who they were and that they, um, our yeah. presentation. Um, connect with them. And so I'm just mm-hmm. glad that you put it up to be yourself and once we get delivered from people and even sometimes ourselves and the thought process we have, who we should be as opposed to how God made us and how he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And we'll reach so Amen. many more people and then we'll be able to walk in whatever it is that he's called us to do the way he would have us to do it. And it'll bless him and then in that turn it will bless other people. So I just thank you. Appreciate you for um, your honesty like that. You know, bless you, sir. Bless you.
0: Thank you, Pastor Tori. Love you. Love me more. Wow. Being authentic. We can't be afraid of being authentic. Mm-hmm. We can't be afraid of being mm-hmm. who we are. And and you know, I I tell people a lot of times. I was sharing with a young lady today about the need to be transparent. And when I say mm-hmm. that we're required to be transparent, it doesn't mean you got to tell everybody your business. <laughs> right. <laughs> it don't mean you got to tell everybody your business when you're being transparent. You missed that. That, miss that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't got to tell everybody your business. It means that <laughs> as the spirit leads and you're in a certain audience or, you know, If you feel led, Mm -hmm. then share, because Mm -hmm. some people are going to be overcome by your testimony. Mm -hmm. So be willing to share Mm -hmm. that, but never apologize for being who you are. And, Lady Gina, that's one thing that I can look at you and and see. I don't question. I Mm -hmm. I see that you're not apologizing for who you are, for where you are in your life right Mm -hmm. now. You're not apologizing Mm -hmm. for anything. You ain't calling nobody out. You ain't bashing nobody. You ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You are just being who you are. And mm-hmm. that in and of itself is blessing somebody because somebody else might be going through something similar to what you've been through in life and they are struggling mm-hmm. and they are trying to wear a mask exactly. and they are trying to, exactly. the exactly. you know, I see you coming left. I'm going to go right. And I see you coming right. I'm going to go left. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sitting in the front. I'm going to sit in the back. No. Be who mm-hmm. you are. Look, people, we gotta face our challenges. We gotta face our life. Mm-hmm. I, we gotta face it, and we gotta accept the reality of what it is, and embrace mm-hmm. it to move forward. And I think mm-hmm. that happens when we right. understand our why, Lady Gina. You know yes. What's your why? Why, you my know, why? Why, Gina? <laughs>
2: <Do you> <laughs>
1: You know, and I was I was going to stop you to say that in in that transparency, sometimes, and that's, I say this because this happened to me. You got to figure out how to say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. And for example, you you may you can say, "Listen, I was in the kitchen." And I, I put this pan on the stove, and I put the water, and I put the food, the eggs in there, and I went on upstairs, and I left it. And when I knew anything, I heard this noise. And when I went downstairs, the water was gone, and the eggs exploded, and it's all over the kitchen, and it's on the ceiling. and It's a mess in there. Well, what we really can say is, listen, I had an incident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The kitchen got messed up. I'm going to take care of it. Uh-huh. So you see, what we have to do though, you you get and see, this is what was very important to me. I had a person very very important to me to share with me that you don't have to tell your whole story to everybody.
0: Uh uh-uh.
1: Now let y'all hear me. I got mad <laughs> when they said it to me. Ah yes, I do. No, you don't. I do. You know, I'm thinking to myself, why not? I'm not ashamed of it. You don't need to tell your whole, and they kept uh-huh. saying that to me, and I didn't have sense enough to listen to them. I went to my mother, and I said, do you know that so-and-so thinks that I shouldn't tell this story And She said, well, what are you saying when you tell the story? And I told her. She said, well, Gina, you don't need to say all of that. She said, how about saying, you know, I had a very uncomfortable, challenging situation Mm
0: -hmm. that I was
1: in in my life. And it brought me to a point of almost no return. But when I remembered who I was and whose I was, I had to face that situation head on. And you, too, may have a challenging situation. And you don't want to necessarily talk about it, but you want to get out of it. Well, you've got to come to the understanding, first of all, hey, I'm in this situation. then you've got to decide you want to get out of it, then you've got to make moves. So it didn't mean saying exactly who it was and what happened. And, You know, there's a way to do everything. It's mm-hmm. called thinking before you speak. But mm-hmm. well, that wasn't what I was doing. I was just ble- I was so glad to be free from it, and every time I talked about it, I was feeling healing coming mm-hmm. forward, just because I was mm-hmm. talking about it. But I had to find another way to do it, and I was so glad. I was so glad that finally I decided. And so my why became I realized there were so many more people going through the same stuff. And if I look closely, they look just like I look. I could recognize Uh it a mile away. Uh But they Uh too were behind the mask, not the corona mask, the whole mask, the whole body mask going through stuff, smiling, and toe up on the inside. And I knew that feeling all too well. And I mm-hmm. said, I've got to do, got to help these people, because bruised does not mean broken. Yes. So yes. Let, let, let's get through this. What can I do? Am I going to reach everybody? Nope. But can I just reach one? Can I just, can I just reach one person, God? God was like, yeah, come on, I got you. And so my why was realizing I could make a difference when people opened up to me and they hadn't opened up to anybody else and they have been going through this stuff for years and they were saying, you've been through this. Then when you have the conversation with the person, you may go more in depth, Mm
2: -hmm. but it
1: did not need to be a blanket statement to everybody because it ain't for everybody. The persons who it's meant for, they will come to you if it's anonymous, they will come to you. I have one young lady I talked to. I never knew her number. I never knew her name. But I talked to her for seven months on the phone. Uh, Did I try to find out? her? No, because what I heard was progress. And, and she just wanted to talk. She didn't want me to say anything. But this is, these, are, these are the situations that I run into, and they let me know that I cannot stop what I'm doing because it's making a difference in the life of someone. Yes. And that's important
0: to me. Well, talk a little bit about that um, with GWC Ministries. I mean, I know that you, you you know, I, I remember the drive you did for stuffing for Thanksgiving, and uh, mm-hmm. you just finished doing mm-hmm. um, another effort for families. Like, tell people a little bit more mm-hmm. about GWC Ministries, and if they're interested, how they can be a part of it.
1: Okay. Well, GWC Ministries is really a one-man show. And when I say that, I never really asked anyone to be a part of GWC Ministries. I started doing it, and I have friends who are very supportive, who always jump in there and help me whenever I ask for help. They ask their families. They ask their friends. And I say they do that because they trust me and they trust what I'm doing. So the ministry started out with, uh, a group of people that I, I just looked for people throughout the year who had amazing comebacks. They'd been through something, but you wouldn't know it. And I sat down and met with them personally, individually, and said, would you be willing to share your story? And they look, some of them look at me. Some of them just say, yeah. Some people I had to work through it with them. But they were stories of survival how they daily made it because something happened, usually abusive situations. I'm talking about abusive situations where parents molested these people, these children, as children, up until they were like 13 and 14 years old. But they now, the supervisor, wherever they work and doing well and able to take care of themselves and had to go. Different things have happened to different people And the Lord led me to those people. Had to, because some of the situations I didn't know. I even had uh, my mother to be one of my speakers one year, and it was so interesting how she talked about why she does what she does. Well, she's a giver? She's going to always look out for somebody's child or somebody's family, or she's a giver. And her story, I can't tell you the whole thing today, but. Um, her her story started with she her mother having several children, couldn't take care of them, and a lady that she didn't know came and took, she and two of her sisters, had to take them to the store in a sheet to put clothes on them so they could ride the bus to where they were going, and took them and took care of them, didn't know them, but she took them, and because of the way she cared for them when her mother couldn't, she does what she does for people today. Mm-hmm. It's not for any attention. And I believe there are hundreds of thousands of things she's done that we know nothing about mm-hmm. because that's the person she is. You know, wow. my dad, givers, they're givers. So that's what we learned, to be givers. We ain't got nothing. But <laughs> we'll give what we, what we don't have. You know, we yeah. that's just the way that we were. we were – what I can't think of the word I'm trying to say but that's the way we we were brought up to be that mm-hmm. way and so I used these people with these different stories and bring them in and had a conference and the conference was so I mean it was wonderful and people were like are oh, you going to do another one in the fall? I'm like well now I'm going to wait and this was going on. Well then from there I said well I have a little money left over so why don't I help some people who may have a utility bill uh-huh. or may need food or may need something. And that's, that's when the ministry became even more helping people. But never a group
2: formed,
1: um, you know, that we this is what we're going to do as a group. But I have my first, that first nucleus, those people who started yes. out with me that I believe I can call them today. And they'd say, ask said jump and they'd say hi, hi. They'd be right there with me. So Amen. What happens when I get ready to do things now, I just kind of put a plea out there. Hey, y'all, I like found this family. And I don't, I don't, I just say, Lord, you know, who who needs help? I don't go looking for nobody, but mm-hmm. it just comes to me. And then I want to help the people as best as I can to get to a better situation because everyone deserves better as far as Jane's concerned. Amen. And so if I can help, I try to help. And so that's that's what I we ended up doing and my friends come together and I have people to call me and say, You need stuff in this year? Are you doing that this year? Which is a group of community partners. A lot of people think it's Saint Paul's Baptist Church, but Greta Johnson, who is the leader of this, is the head person at Saint Paul's who pulled this together. But this effort at Thanksgiving are consists of several community partners in the city of Richmond, and we come together and bring those different items together and do these baskets that's usually at the Arthur Ashe Center. But because RPS is closed, St. Paul's so graciously opened their parking lot for us to distribute this year. And oh, yeah. it was phenomenal. We still serve yeah. 2,500, and oh, it is, it's just awesome. So, as GWC <laughs> Ministries, I love to take part in community things like that. And everybody that I know that'll come along with me I tell them get a shirt. We get a shirt and dress alike and go and do it. And it works. <laughs> Amen. Out. Amen. So that's we just, it's kind of a I call yeah. it a makeshift. Yeah,
0: yeah, that works. We have a caller at area code eight one three, the last four two two four two. You're live. Thank you for calling.
1: Hey, ladies, it's Dean calling from Orlando. How are you?
0: Doing well, Dean. Hi, thank you.
1: Hey, listen, first off, I got to tell you, I am very impressed that you have an HBCU Trojan on the show.
2: Virginia State (laughs)
1: University, right? (laughs) That's right. We don't get too many of them folks on the radio. I'm an HBCU grad myself, believe it or not, but I went to school a little further south. All right, okay. I went to Clark Atlanta University. Are you aware of it? Right on the AUC campus oh, with Morehouse yes. and Spelman. Most definitely. Most definitely. Played a little football out there. And um, I just got to <laughs> tell you, I played back in the late 90s when Atlanta was really hot
2: but let me tell you, um
1: when we went up to play the Trojans um Bowie State and all them programs up there my foot still smells like shit from having it so far up the Trojan's ass. I mean we kicked well, the dog down. shit out come of them and down. then I come used to fuck now. all their come dance team now. members. I used to stick it in the ass of every single
2: dance Well
0: we're not going to listen to that. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. We're we we not going to listen to that. <laughs>
0: You're not gonna listen to that. Well, anyway, anyway, that's the power of the push the button. Um, that's it. That's how, That's the power to push the button. Bless his whole heart. Mm, mm, Bless his whole mm, heart. Mm, mm. <laughs> Bless his, Gina, you must have been inspiring, girl, for the foolishness to come oh, forth in Jesus' name. Gosh. Um,
1: the hey. power to push
0: the button. <laughs> uh, and yes. Yeah, Gina, your slogan is, your motto, others rather than self. All day long. Others (laughs) rather than self. That just speaks, that speaks, that just speaks. And I can share with listeners on tonight that that's truth. With everything that I've seen and everything that I know of Gina, Mm -hmm. she will put others before herself. And and Gina, I wanna thank you for coming on. Um yeah. God God bless and deal with um whoever Dave was and his intent. Um but yeah, mm-hmm. the power of the button um to push in Jesus' name. Um listeners, thank, thank you so you much too. for calling in tonight. Thank you for being with us and for sharing. Uh, I know that if you didn't know Gina, you'll want to know more about Gina now. And for those who know Gina, this makes you love her all the more. Gina, I can't express to you, there are things coming. I'm going to just tell y'all there are some things coming. And I am going to tell Gina to tell y'all about some things coming. But I'm going to tell y'all to keep watching and keep listening because Gina got some things coming, y'all. Gina. <laughs> can I share?
1: Can I share, Valerie? Can yes, share? you
0: absolutely can. Yes.
1: <laughs> I I'm so anxious to share. I don't know what to do <laughs>
0: share share
1: several people know several people know that i've been I've been talking about a book talking about a book, and I have a sister, um not the youngest one, this is the middle one See, so I pushed the youngest one to do the thing, and the middle one is going to be well not really my ghost writer, but she's agreed to write for me um this book um. And I've often heard, my daddy would say, don't name the baby before it's born, but I know what this book is going to be about. And it's a bruised but not broken. It's the title of the book that I started years ago and just haven't finished it. So I'm back on it. But my most recent start is a a 31-day devotional entitled Things I Learned in the Fire. And that book... um, is derived from Psalm 119, 71 through 72, which simply says it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. And um, I'm hoping that that's going to bless some people. I'm through a few days of it, but I'm working. But I want you all to know, listening audience, that Valerie Burrell has been my inspiration Um, when I look at the number of books, when she said she had books, I was like, "Oh, okay." Let me go get. I'm going over here to support her. Well, I didn't know that I was gonna have to need help taking the books that they were gonna have to go in a bag because I had. So I I just didn't know that. I was like, "Well, I got this bag," and I looked. That's all. And she took her time and she autographed each book, and they don't say the same thing in every book. And she autographed those books, and I went on and started. And when I tell you I've been preaching those books and, hey, look, you got to read this one. You should order this one. Look, here it is. You can order Listen to everybody who will listen to me. I'm talking about these books. And I must say, I've been told all through school, even when I was in elementary school, the teachers would comment, Gina is such a creative writer. She's a good writer. And during school, I mean, I did a little bit of something, but when I went to grad school, I had to really put that writing. So, any of you have done that, masters, you got to put all that writing into play. And I'm, I'll, I'll own that. I am a good writer. And why I did not hone in on that and use it sooner, I don't know. But anyway, I'm off and running now, y'all. So I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and start. It's all right. Know. It's all right.
0: I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, we did. So I'm, it I'm, for I'm you. excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well, y'all. I'm looking forward to what God is going to release. Um, Again, thank you all for being with us. Our recording is ended. Thank you. And that's out there for the listening audience to hear. Gina, know that I love you. I'm going to be with you in your process. Whatever you need me to do, my sister, I got you. Oh, I'm going to call you, honey. Yes, ma'am. I I got you. I got you. I got you. Thank you so much. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Listeners, until next week, we want you to do something this week to empower yourself. If it's read a book, if it's it's watch a new TV show, try something new, eat a new food, do something, whatever it is, do something this week to empower yourself. But once you've been empowered, we want you to take the responsibility to empower someone else. We also say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. May God's richest blessings be upon you, your household, your family, all those that are connected to you. And let us now prepare for a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal new. And I'm not just talking new Year. I'm talking new. I'm talking new in, in, in every area of our lives new. And that new begins now. So please be empowered, be loved. Know that we're here for you always. And if you don't know Lady Gina, if you're not friends with her, on Facebook and other social media. Go find her. Go connect with her. Grow with her and the ministry that she has that's making an impact locally and abroad. Gina, again, we say we love you so much. Thank you for being with us this evening. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, audience.